Welcome back into We're Talking. Again, we're talking Raging Cajun football with Dave Amato. Dave, defensive side of the ball. Let's start out with the defensive line and work our way backwards as we normal, normally do. I thought our offensive line held up much better this week. But then again, let's be perfectly clear. Arkansas State did not have the best defensive line or defensive backs. Is this going to be any different for the Cajuns this weekend? So I think so. This is uh, this team reminds me a lot of that Marshall team on defense. They're a very, very good defensive football team. And that's really what's kept them in most of their games. And they're equal opportunity uh, defensive team. I mean, they've got they've got position players at the defensive line, linebackers and the, and the backfield. So this is a solid defense um, and it all starts really up front. They run a three, four. Um, and they've got some good players there. The, the main guy to watch out for is their nose tackle, uh, Jalen Williams, who's 6'3", 305. And he, he started his career at Arkansas, went to JUCO, and kind of ended up at, at Southern Miss. He is, he's, a, he's, a, he's a beast up there. Uh, he's got 28 tackles on the season. He's just a big disruptor, and he'll, he'll stop some runs. So we're going to have to, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to just have the success we did against Arkansas State. This team's got a much better defensive line. Uh, Quentin Bivens is another one up there. They've got some good players. Well, you know, I and I've been telling anybody who will listen, I don't think Jacob Cabote uh, has been uh, healthy the last couple of years. I think last week he finally looked uh, – he looked like the Jacob Cabote, and I think he's only going to get stronger now as the year goes on. So hopefully uh, you know, the, with Chris Smith running – coming back as well that will give uh the the offensive line uh an extra push the our our, our running backs a little better opportunity on breaking uh one or one or two away yeah you know you had mentioned that on our last uh call and and i and you know i i saw it this week i thought he played much better and he has a second year that that some of our running backs that are on the team right now chris smith being the exception to the end of the decline He's got a second gear that is special when he gets into some open field. Uh, he made a couple of cuts in that game that you could tell. This kid's, you know, when he's healthy, he's going to be a real big help for us. But, again, that, that defensive line that we faced on Saturday is a little bit different than the defensive line we're going to face on, on uh, Thursday night. Yeah. That, that Quentin Bivens kid transferred from Ole Miss. They've got two P5 guys on their, their front three. So, I mean, this is – these are good, talented kids we're going to be going up against. Okay, let's move on to the linebacker position. What do we have there? Yeah, again, they uh, they've got some they've got some depth there. Not only talent, but serious depth. Um, the best of the group is probably Santrell Latham. He's 6'2", 225. Um, he's got forty six tackles on the season and a forced fumble. He's he's as good as they come. They've got Dalen Gill, who's 5'11", 225. He's fourth on the team in tackles. Uh, and then Avery uh, Habis, who's sixth on the team in tackles. Uh, but they've got they've got a guy who really I want to I want to focus on because the numbers didn't make any sense and I had to look at it two or three times. There's a gentleman in the linebacking core named Dominic Quayon. He's six three two fifty four. He only has twelve tackles on the season. He is listed as having seven sacks. Well, so this is a guy who his main focus is to rush the quarterback. So when he's in the game, watch out. Very interesting, making the most of his opportunities there. So yes, sir. 
All right, defensive backs. What do we have? Yeah. Big, strong, what? They they are. They are some big players back there. Um, they uh, they only have one guy that's under six feet on their starting four. Um, but they've got a safety back there and Malik Shorts, who's leading the team in tackles. He's also tied for the lead in interceptions. Uh, he's six foot two oh two at safety. He reminds me a little bit. I've been able to watch him play of uh, our version of uh, Berlin Trahan. Uh, Trahan. He's uh, he's he's solid. Um, they also have another guy who plays cornerback there, Jay Stanley, 6'2", 215. Both of their corners. Uh, one of the corners is Eric Scott, 6'2", 202. And then Natron Brooks is the only one that's under six foot. And he's 5'11". Now he's only 168 pounds. But but they're big in their physical corners and they're big in their physical safety. So we're going to see a lot of, a lot of good play out of those guys. There is one other guy that, that just, you look at, I guess I would, I would equate him to uh, our cam Podesclo, but they've got a guy by the back there that comes in that plays Tylen Knight. He's five, seven, one seventy five, but he's a, uh, he plays a safety position and he plays it well. Okay. Very interesting. Let's move on he's a, to. Go he's ahead. a transfer from Ole Miss. I don't know if I had mentioned that, but he's a tra- and he played 47 games at Ole Miss. So he's not a kid that just went to Ole Miss. He's a kid who played at Ole Miss and was successful there. Let's move on to the special teams. Let's talk about the punter first. Yeah. So uh, Mason hunts their punter. Um, he's got 35 punts. He's got a 43 yard average. Uh, he's got a long of 57. Um, and he's got 16 of his punts have been inside the 20. So he's, he's solid. The impressive thing about him is he's got about a third of his kicks that have been over 50 yards. So he's got a strong leg, um, but he can also obviously with 16 kicks inside the 20, he can put it down inside the 20 when he needs to. So he's, he's tough. He's going to be a good punter for them. How about their field goal kicker? Yeah, Briggs Bourgeois is the uh, is the guy. He's only got one miss on the season, and uh, he's perfect from beyond forty yards. He's got you know two between forty and forty nine, and two between uh, fifty and fifty nine. So he's he's got a strong leg, um, and he's also their kickoff man. And twenty one of his thirty five kicks have been touchbacks, so he's he can kick it from a long way out. So they've got they've got really good talent on the in the kicking game. Well, hopefully we can put the Grigory on him as well. Um, South Alabama, not South Alabama's kicker, Arkansas State's kicker right. came into the game not not have not missing and uh, didn't yeah. did miss one in the game. An extra point was <laughs> blocked, I believe. Yes, that is exactly right. We put the Grigory on him. We talked about that on last week's call. Yes. All right, return specialists. Let's talk about there. What are we looking at? Who's yeah, returning? they've got. They've got a good one as a punt returner, Natron Brooks, who is one of their defensive back. They're starting defensive backs. He's averaging 14.7 yards per return uh, on 14 returns with a long of 33. So he hasn't busted one for a touchdown, but he's he when he gets it, he's pretty good. Um, so he's going to be a, a weapon. Now we've been we've had some really good kick coverages lately. Um, so we're just going to have to stay in our lanes and make sure he doesn't break one because he does have the ability to go a long way when he gets the ball. What about on the uh, the kickoff side? 
Yeah, Cameron Harrell has been their main guy, and he's he's the opposite. He has not been very – not that he hasn't been terrible, but he's only averaging 20 yards per return on 10 returns this season. So he's not even getting a lot of chances to return them. So either he's fair catching a lot of them and just taking it out to the 25, or he's uh, or he's just averaging, like I said, 20 yards per return, or there are a bunch of touchbacks. So on with only 10 kickoff returns on the season, it's not like he's putting up huge numbers. But but even the ones he does return, he doesn't seem to be putting. You know, he, he's not a huge threat. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at this. Uh, I guess moving on overall and i know you can't compare who played who and when and all that because if that was the case then the cajuns would have never won another game but uh Mm -hmm. arkansas state you know uh goes to hattiesburg loses by one point and then southern miss goes into texas state who hadn't lost in san marcos uh all year long beating them 20 to 14 i don't know that we can truly take anything away from those two games because you're looking at quarterbacks that were different at the time uh you're getting a a freshman quarterback that's gonna have one more start under his belt when he comes to us and another week of practice or actually two or three days of practice so i'm not sure that we can take anything from that your thoughts no i did i looked at that as well i was like well we played some similar opponents so this is a good chance to look at it but it's really hard to look at it you know we you know, we played some games, you know, Chris Smith's been out for a long time. Hopefully we get him back. Obviously Ben Woolridge has been our quarterback and we were going through that two quarterback system. You really, I don't think you can take anything away from the similar, the games that we've played because it's hard to really get a read on the, either one of these two teams right now, because we've had so much, not turmoil, but you know, some changes in the starting rotation, especially quarterback and running back for us. And, and a quarterback for them. Yeah, I, this is something we hadn't talked about, and I, and I forgot to pull this up uh, previously, and I'm probably not going to have time by the time we're off uh, recording, but uh, your uh, your thoughts on uh, the score of this week's game? Yeah, I, I think it, look, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because you get two really good defenses. Um, and I, 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 yeah, I put on my pick that I think it's going to be 24 to 10. Uh, I don't think this is not a team that we're going to go score 30 or 40 points. You know, look, we can, it might happen, but chances are it's not going to, you're not going to go score 40 points against this team. They don't give up 40 points very often. Um, and vice versa. We're, we're not a team that gives up a lot of points on defense. I think our defense played another fantastic game against Arkansas state. And I think Arkansas state had some more weapons than uh, Southern Miss does. Now, that being said, Arkansas State was also playing without their quarterback, and their their starting running back got hurt on the first kickoff of the game. So they were down a starting running back and a starting quarterback, which was shocking to me because I don't know if you noticed it, but um, Arkansas State's starting quarterback was warming up before the game, and he was dressed the entire game. So something happened in warm-ups, or they saw something they didn't like, and they, they decided not to go with him. But he was dressed. And he was taking snaps before the game started. Dave, I'm not going to, uh, because I, I've still got some additions. I need to recheck some of this here, but we are neck and neck in our picks of having them right. Uh, huh. uh, of what we picked right and what wrong. I, I'm, I might have you by a game. You might have me by a game, but uh, 
we'll 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 get a better idea of that next time we talk next week. Well, well it's been a crazy season, right? Now, I don't think anybody could have expected that we would have struggled out of the gate like we did. I don't think anybody would have expected that even App State would have the, the struggles they did. James Madison has been better than we thought they were going to be. Now they're starting to come back to the pack. It's, it's been a fun Sun Belt season. That's why they call it the, the Fun Belt, right? Absolutely. So if the had if if the Hattiesburg <laughs> if the Hattiesburg if, Golden Eagles <laughs> if uh, if the Cajuns are to win in Hattiesburg uh, for only the second time in history, what will uh, what what do they need to do? So look, we got to continue to play defense like we've played defense. This team has a habit of turning the ball over. Uh, they've thrown 11 interceptions. They've fumbled the ball six times. They've put the ball on the ground, and we have to take advantage of that, and that's been our strength. I think uh, the reality is this team can, has not put up a lot of points. So play our solid defense, continue to get good play from our offense. If we can establish some sort of run, and I've said this over and over and over all season long, we do not have to run the ball like we used to because we don't have those dynamic football players that we've had before, but we have to make sure that we continue to run the ball and we don't give up on that run. We got some guys who can get three, four, five yards at a carry when they get a chance, and we've got to keep doing that because that opens up Ben to throw the ball. And I think if we can't run the ball at all, this Southern Miss defense is good enough that they are going to make us one-dimensional and we're in trouble if we become completely one-dimensional. So we have to be balanced, and then we have to turn them over. And I think that's, you know, key is the game, right? Turn them over. There have been uh, 24 previous games in, uh, in Hattiesburg, dating back to 1931 when Southern Miss was Mississippi State Teachers College. So it will be very interesting to see what happens this weekend. It's been a long history. It's been a story history in my opinion, except for when we played in Hattiesburg. Always a fun time. Always love meeting the fans from Southern Miss. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. So do you have do you have up there what the overall uh, season, uh, series records are? I didn't I didn't pull it up. Uh, yes, I can pull it up very quickly. Uh, there have been 49 games dating back to 1927. And of those 49 games, oh, I'm sorry. I got to do this again now because I messed something up here. Uh, there have been. There have been 52 games dating back to 1923. Um, so the 52 games, the Cajuns have won 11. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, and I believe there was one tie, yes, in 1941. Yeah, the game so ended 0-0. Zero, zero. I was not around for that one. I missed that one. So, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's been a fun series, uh, even though the Cajuns have lost, and I'm – and as a Cajun fan, that sucks mightily. But looking forward to changing the uh, course of the series, especially with them coming into the Sun Belt and being able to play each year. So, 
I completely agree, and I'm I'm so glad we get to renew this rivalry, and it'll be fun, and and they're going to continue to improve, and hopefully we can stay near the top, and that'll make this rivalry even more fun if both teams are near the top of the conference. Absolutely, you've been listening. And we're talking tonight, Craig Malanson with Dave Amato. We've been talking raging Cajun football. Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking Tonight. We're talking football. We're talking Raging Cajun football with Raging Dave Amato. How are you, Dave? I'm really good. I'm happy. Had a couple of good weeks of football with the Cajuns, and, uh, and look, we're back. Uh, got a little, got a little streak going, and hopefully, we can keep it going. Well, before we get started, though, I want to, you know, they had the little brew fest or whatever the hell, the, you know, the girly stuff downtown uh, on on <laughs> yeah. Saturday. So. And I noticed that you're sipping on something in particular. What kind of girl beer are you drinking today there? <laughs> I have got uh, an Oktoberfest from Carbach Brewing in uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, they're in downtown Houston. A really cool brewery if you get a chance to go. Food's excellent. The beers are really good. But I've got uh, one of their, uh, what's called Car- Car- Carbach Oktoberfest. All right. I've, I've had some of their beer when I was at the Texas State game for baseball. Yeah. So it is a... It's a good, uh, good beer. Not sure about the Oktoberfest, but I'll give you, it's not one of those stinky IPAs or whatever the hell girl, <laughs> girl name that you're coming up with this week. So, but it That's is right. what it is. Uh, Southern Miss, I was about to say Georgia Southern. That would have been a bad, bad faux pas. Southern Miss, Cajuns head to Hattiesburg this weekend. Uh, always been a tough place to play. Cajuns have only won once there uh, since yeah. they've been going to Hattiesburg. But uh, let's start out with uh, this year's team, and then we can talk about the history of the two teams a little bit. Yeah, later. yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I mean it's like this is I'm so glad to be renewing this rivalry, right? And I know we'll talk about that uh, down the line. But yeah, this is a, a team that you know you and I are close to the same age, but you know this is a team we've we've always had fun old rivalries, right? Old good times. Um, and we've had some good showings and some bad showings, but this team has, you know, look, they struggled mightily last year. Um, this year they're off to a decent start when you think about what Will Hall inherited, right? They're four and three, they're two and the one in conference, but it's been a weird start to the season for them. Um, you know, they got out of the gate, they, they played a, uh, you know, what we think is a pretty good Liberty team. And they went four overtimes with those guys, right? And, and they had a, had a real good battle, but lost that one. They had to go, they, they performed well against uh, Miami of Florida. Uh, they lost 30 to seven, but it wasn't a terrible game. Uh, they blew out Northwestern. And then, you know, they've kind of been up and down since then. It's, uh, they had a disappointing result at Troy. Uh, then they beat Arkansas State and Texas State. And, uh, you know, now they're coming in they're you know, they're four, three. I think this team is right where they thought and were hoping they would be at this point in the season. Yeah. You know, I said, we were going to talk about, uh, the, the, the history of the rivalry. The only thing I'm going to say right now is make everybody listen to, uh, the daily podcast history, uh, coming up on the 27, uh, about a little bit about Southern Miss and other games that have been played on that day. 
but uh you know the game is one that we've only won once in Hattiesburg uh 1989 Brett Favre uh Brett Favre and uh uh Brian Mitchell why the heck did Brian I Mitchell yeah so uh uh, a fun game. I was there. Uh, we talked about uh, the guys talked about it in a little bit on the booth on on Saturday night. Uh, Jay was there. Uh, Jarrett was there coaching, and and I was in the stands. So uh, Cody, I don't think was born yet, but you know who knows. <laughs> Probably <I'll> not. <laughs> I'll chat with Cody uh, sometime tomorrow about that. Uh, so, but um, no, Will Hall, and you know, I think we've all talked about, or at least you and I have talked about how. We're impressed with what he's done, what he's been able to do. Um, I know we'll get into the specific position uh, players in, in just a few minutes, but the what he was able to do last year without a quarterback in the uh, the ass whooping, uh, which is no other way to put it, uh, that he they did to Louisiana Tech last last season was was uh, beauty in the eyes of the beholder. And I would, I, it was my eyes and I loved it. So <laughs> no, no, you know, look, he, he came into a rough situation in, in Southern Miss and had a rough first season, but his second season is going much better. We, you know, there's a lot of similarities with these teams. I mean, we've got on his coaching staff, he's got Reed Stringer who was here for a while. He's got Austin Armstrong who was here, uh, who's his defensive coordinator. So Okay, you know, it's three and a half hours. You got a lot of coaches, a lot of kids that know each other that played either high school ball or very, you know, familiar with uh, each other. So this is going to be a fun game. I, I'm excited to, to have them back in the conference. This is this is one I've been looking forward to for a long time. Well, you know, for the uh, first time in two years, they actually have a winning record on the season. So uh, they yeah. beat a two-lane team that is ranked, I believe, uh, 23rd in the country right now. So. Yeah, so that was, you know, obviously that's their best win of the season. But, I mean, like I said, this team's kind of bounced up and down, but you kind of expected it. And we'll get into some of the reasons why they've bounced up and down with, with some good games, some bad games. Um, but overall, I think, like I said, I, I think this team's got to be – the fans have to be, you know, at least content with where the, the progression of this football team is going under Will Hall. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. Um let's go ahead and jump right in we've been babbling enough about our perspective and all that which is why people are listening or at least i hope they're listening i mean why i mean i hope they're listening to us babble but <laughs> go on talk about the quarterback position that's i know their quarterback got bounced a couple of weeks ago and is out for the season now yeah i i tell you it's this poor team um has had some issues at quarterback over the last two years right last year they went they went through a a, a, a ton of different guys um and like you said actually finished the game with three running backs or four running backs playing the quarterback position um this year they they had really believed that they had their guy uh ty keys who was a sophomore they were ready for this guy he was a really high recruit he had offers from Auburn and Kansas, Tulane. UL actually was on him for a little while. Um, and he came in and he was playing pretty well. And then he got hurt. And he's he's only played in three games this year. And he's out for the season. And they've had to go to a freshman, Zach Wilkie, uh, who's been their guy. He's a pretty big kid. He's 6'3", 205. Um, and he's had his moments. He's been up and down. Um, he's not as athletic 
as Ty Keyes was, so he's not going to really give you that dynamic running the ball ability. He has some ability with his legs, but he's not as dynamic as Ty Keyes. And he's thrown a ton of interceptions. He's got seven touchdowns on the season and eight interceptions. So he's kind of been a guy who's had some good games and some bad games, but it's been a hit and miss on, on, on everything with him. Well, you know, we talked about that game last year where they uh, beat the dog killers. Uh, uh, the, the final score was uh, 35 to 19. Uh, but we talked about the quarterback play, and this is where I don't want Cajun fans to sleep because this happened last year uh, with their quarterbacks going out. But their quarterbacks, were, which were running backs, uh, 8 for 12 on the night, 110 yards, but more importantly, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. And, yeah. and only one interception. So these, this is it's not going to be the strength of their team again this year. And I think yeah. we're to, when we talk about the running backs here in a second, that's what I think you're going to hear. And I know yeah. both both of us have been very impressed with the uh, the running back situation there. So what can we yeah, expect? I put, well, I was going to say one more thing about the quarterback real quick. I, I if if he struggles, I think they will look at their two guys behind him. They've got two guys with some experience behind him. Trey Lowe, he's a junior transfer from West Virginia, and then Jake Lange is the, so, the sophomore. I think we might if he struggles against our defense, which could happen we might see one of these other guys come into the game. Cause like I said, his numbers have not been super impressive. Yeah. So that but being it, said, go ahead. I was just going to say with it, like, with that being said, he's, he was the number one recruit yeah. in Mississippi by two, four, seven sports. So he's not coming. He's a highly talented, 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 sought after player. Talented. Yeah. So. <laughs> The words are not coming well, easy tonight, so go on. That's that's all right. No, and, and you alluded to this, and, and this is where we'll go from here is the, the running back, and, and everybody's going to be familiar with this guy because uh, his dad played in the NFL for a, a very long time. Frank Gore Jr. Um, is the running back, 5'8", 195, but he's only a sophomore. He put up huge numbers as a freshman. And he's really started this year very well again. He's got 568 yards on the season, four touchdowns, and there is no one on the team that's even remotely close to him. Um, the next leading rusher only has 116 yards, and the third leading rusher is Ty Keyes, who's only played in three games and is a quarterback, and he's out for the season. So when they run the ball, they run the ball with Frank Gore Jr. and he's been he's been very very impressive. He's also pretty talented out of the backfield catching the ball as well. Yeah, eighty uh, averaging eighty one yards per game so far this season. Uh, and and you go back to he's thrown a couple passes. I'm sure that probably wasn't at the quarterback position, but you've always when he's got whether he's getting the ball on a on a pitch or something, you're, the defenders are going to have to stay home yeah. and, and cover their guys later uh and we'll talk about those receiving core but you know 10 for 16 last year uh again four touchdown passes is not bad for a running back playing quarterback yeah yeah so, no no he's 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 super talented as just an athlete he's got so many different things he can do to you but i mean look he's averaging almost five yards a carry i mean where he where his bread is buttered is running the ball but look, like you said, if he gets out on the edge, he can make, you know, it can do a halfback option with him. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's super talented and super dynamic. So he's a, he's a, he's, 
we're going to have to play well and keep him contained because he's going to be a guy that's a serious threat. Well, what are we looking at the receiver position? If you if you've got a you know the receivers are going to have to stay home and stay and hold coverage, uh, with with even when Gore running out of the backfield, but who are they going to get the ball to there? Yeah, so so it's it's really weird with this team as uh, obviously it's because their quarterback position has been so erratic. Um, but they really they have a couple of really good wide receivers, but there's not a whole lot of depth there. Um, they've really thrown the ball to three guys, uh, but one of them is really good. He was a guy who was expected to be maybe as all Sun Belt performer, and that he's Jason Brownlee, uh, big kid, 6'3", 202. And even their other guy, uh, Jacarius Caston, is six foot two oh four. So they're big, they're their main two threats catching the ball are pretty big receivers. They're not, you know, the, the more smallish type. Um, but they've both put up some nice numbers this year, even considering the, the quarterback struggles they've had. Brownlee's got 31 catches and four touchdowns, and Caston has 21 catches and three touchdowns. Um, after him, after those two guys, it's a big drop off. There's another guy, Tequelian Mims has 12 catches. Uh, and then they've got a tight end, Cole Cavillo, who has nine catches. But really, it's it's those top two guys. Okay. What about anything at the tight end position there that we need to be well, careful? Yeah. So, so Cole Cavillo is a guy that they really liked. Um, he hasn't put up huge numbers. Like I said, he's got nine catches for 81 yards, no touchdowns. He's not a huge tight end either. He's only 6'2", but he's 232, so he's a physical guy, but he's just not put up the numbers. It's really, when they throw the ball, Brownlee is the guy they're going to be looking at. He's he's the main focus that we're going to have to watch out for. So I think you'll see, you know, you'll see Eric Garrett covering him or, uh, you know, us looking at maybe putting a safety on that guy because he's, he's, a, he's a real good weapon for them. What about the offensive line? Is the Cajun defense going to be able to get any push on them to alleviate that uh, some um, alleviate some pain, maybe uh, for the yeah. defensive backs? I I'm hoping so, and I think they can. Um, this team has not put up you know fantastic numbers, even with Frank Gore being so good and dynamic. Overall, they have not been a very good offensive football team, and a lot of that is because of the quarterback position. But even running the ball, they're not overly powerful uh, because they don't have a lot of depth there. It's it's Frank Gore or nobody uh, for them. But they do have a veteran uh, offensive line. The five starters are they have one sophomore. The rest are either redshirt juniors or seniors, and they're pretty. They're big kids. Uh, they get uh, their their left guard is six four three thirty one. Uh, their left tackle six five three sixty. Uh, their, their center or, I'm sorry, their center is uh, 6'3", 315. Uh, their right tackle is 320, or right guard's 320. So they've got some size and some girth up there. But, but we've been playing so well on that defensive line. And this team isn't a great offensive line. I think we can make some moves there and, and get into that backfield. Okay. Uh, Dave, let's take our first break. Then we'll come back. We'll talk about the defense and special teams and uh maybe some intangibles along the way if you're listening we're talking tonight craig malasson and dave amato we're talking raging cajun football 
Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.